Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. You know, I really enjoyed that conversation with, with Mike Davis, the director of sales at the IP Casino Resort and Spy. And, you know, when you get into the, you know, the, the, what's underneath the covers of this guy and understand beyond his position at IP Casino and start to look at his commitment to the community in so many different ways, serves on the, on the planning commission at Ocean Springs and on the board of directors for the Walter Anderson Museum, and there are many other things that he's done since he's been here. But to be uh, to to decide to out, you know to grow up in Ocean Springs, uh, decide that he wants to get into hospitality industry, and over 30 years later, now a member of the Hall of Fame and of the, of the Mississippi Tourism Association, and to have made so many of his marks along the way. I mean, this is just an example, the kind of people we need in coastal Mississippi to make this thing work. It's a big, complicated uh, region, and it takes a lot of really dedicated people to make it work. And one of those people is Chuck Loftus, my friend Chuck Loftus. We, we have had so much fun together over the years. Um, used to run long before we got married, huh, Chuck? Yeah, we did, buddy. We sure did. <laughs> And Chuck's mother was like a second mother to me. I'd go over there and she'd feed me fresh vegetables and and um, and very sweet tea. And <laughs> it was the kind of visit you couldn't do too often because if I did it too often, I'd have weighed about 300 pounds when it was over. Isn't that right, Chuck? <laughs> That's right, man. That's right, man. <laughs> Chuck is the is the is the Harrison County Sand Beach director, and he's the guy responsible for when you drive down. Harrison County's beach, and you look south, he's the guy responsible for what you see, and it's one of the most incredible destinations in the United States. And we're going to talk about some of the things that are happening in his world these days, but Chuck, what I want to do before we get too far is to say that, you know, last week was the one-year anniversary of Hurricane Zeta, and Zeta was no small storm, was it? I mean, the, the uh, challenge... Uh, uh, Thank yeah. God that storm didn't stay around very long. It, it came in and moved out pretty quick because if it wouldn't have, we would have had severe damage. I mean, it, it caused a bunch as it was, but uh, yeah, I'm glad it was a fast moving storm. It really was. Yeah, the, you know, you would have had significant beach erosion. You know, one of the things that I noticed is that the, the dunes along the way, obviously they were significantly challenged, but not all of them were destroyed. You look at the sort of the, the, uh, uh, the boardwalks in Biloxi, they didn't even lose a board, which I was amazed to see. I know there were challenges, big challenges, but it wasn't just Zeta. Last year was a strange year from a from a debris point of view as it related to the tropical systems we had to deal with, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a couple of good wind events earlier in the year. Uh, they weren't tropical, but they were big wind events. Like we had one uh, week there during the springtime that we had probably 35, 40 mile an hour winds for four or five days straight. And then you know, then we had Ida come along and we had more issues after that. So it's been a trying year. It really has. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Ida this year, tell me about what you had to contend with in the aftermath of Ida. Well, you know, you know, the storm hit and uh, it was right before, you know, a big event that we had coming up during cruising the coast. So the board saw that and they wanted to try to take care of it as quickly as possible. So they knew with our resources that we had 
on county side that we couldn't do it in an expedited way. So they we hired a debris contractor to come in and take care of it. And uh, they did a fantastic job. So the board saw that, that we needed to get it done as quickly as possible before we had the influx of so many people coming in. So uh, it did a good job. They really did. Yeah, you know, I, I ride my bike down um, Highway 90. I, I, I leave here, go over the Pops Railroad Bridge, go down to Coliseum, I hang a left, and I just take that drive down Highway 90. And I watched the process you guys went through to clean the beach, and, man, it happened pretty darn fast, I mean, really fast. Yeah, they did. Uh, you know, they're working on the second round right now. Hopefully they'll finish up everything tomorrow. So, you know, it's a little over a month and a half out since the storm hit and everything is completed. So I think we they did a good job. We helped tremendously with the crew that we have with on the San Beach Department. So I think all in all, we did a, a pretty good job. You know, it's been interesting watching um, the, the, and we'll remind people about the dune grass planting and why that's important, et cetera. But, but where we had the sand dunes, it, whether, it's a, whether it's a wind event or a tropical system, they're really playing their role pretty well. I mean, that, that investigation, that test has gone pretty well, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. By far, the dune vegetation is our best uh, defense on any of that, on the erosion and the wind. Uh, the Corps of Engineers has finished up this past year with a project. We finished up a Go Mesa a small project with dune grass. So we've added quite a bit, almost a little over a million dollars worth of dune grass in the last year. So it's gonna help. Uh, we probably, 90% of the dune vegetation stayed where it was supposed to be. We didn't lose it. So we're in good shape. Hopefully no more tropical events this year and next year, hopefully not as much as we had this year and we'll be in pretty good shape. Well, you know, what's interesting about it, Chuck, is that not only is it helping with the, the blowing sand, but it has actually become part of the beauty of the of the beach. I mean, it, you know, when I'm riding down the beach and I'll see the sunset and see those beautiful sea grasses, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, personally, I think it looks fantastic. I think it's great. Uh, you know, we have them now all the way from Henderson Point from the west all the way through Biloxi. I think it looks great. It, it's much better than just looking at straight sand and nothing out there other than that. The, so the dunes is a great, uh, great amenity that we have now. One of the things that I really like that you're doing is you're really working harder these days to make the beach more handicap accessible. Tell me about what's behind that and what's the goal? Well, you know, ADA, we're trying to do as much as we possibly can. We have handicap ramps along our concrete boardwalk. We have some little shade structures that we put in for the people with wheelchair so they can go down, get close to the beach beyond the ground level. The new boardwalk that we put behind the strip in Biloxi is all ADA accessible. So we're trying to incorporate all we can with any time we build anything new that we make it ADA availability. And people are using it, aren't they? Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. On any given day or on weekends, you see it well used, well used all the time. That, that's, that is so cool. That is so cool. And the, the, the other thing that you and I talked about in the past is the 21 uh, bonfire pits that you guys have put out there. Uh, you you, re you require a permit. It's twenty five dollars. But talk to me about how what the uses of those 
of those uh, uh, fire pits are? Yeah, uh, well, you know, we had some damage during the storm, but uh, we got them all put back in shape. We put our tables and benches around them, but it's a great amenity. You know, families, friends come in. A lot of people from out of town didn't even know it was available that we could do a bonfire on the beach because a lot of places don't let you do it a fire on the beach like we do. So it's a great amenity. People love it, especially this time of year when we get a little bit cool weather. Uh, shoot, most of the time they all 21 are rented out over the whole weekends. So it's a wow. great amenity. Uh, we ask people to please use them, uh, please clean up after they're used. But so far they've been a fantastic addition that we have down here on the coast. So what happens when people make a bonfire where you're not in one of those pits, you just do it in the sand, that people bring boards and other things that have nails in them. Talk about why this is important. Yeah, it makes it so much easier for us to keep up clean if you burn in the fire pit. Uh, that's the only locations where we allow bonfires. If you don't, you know, you could get fined by the beach patrol, but it makes it a lot easier. We don't want, we, you know, you still don't need to burn any kind of wood with nails or staples in the fire pit, but uh, it makes it so much easier uh, for us to keep the area clean. If you do it on the beach itself, like we used to years ago, when our equipment would run past there and, and clean it, it would spread the coals everywhere on the beach. It would just wouldn't look attractive. So this makes it a lot better for everybody concerned. So Chuck, at my place up in the Delta, um, we every now and then we'd look down uh, on the, has a has a gravel driveway. We'd look down, we'd see like old nails and stuff. And I decided to get one of those battery, excuse me, one of those magnetic picker uppers. You know, it's got a big mm -hmm. handle on it, and yeah. use it to see what what are we not seeing. And I kind of started picking up like that. Man, you won't believe how many nails we picked up. What what we discovered was they used to do a, a fire there. And they would put uh, like pallets and other yeah. things like the worst thing you could burn is a pallet because sure. it's literally full of nails, isn't it? It sure is. That's one of the worst objects you could burn by far is a pallet. And people think that's an easy, an easy burn, but it actually creates a lot of challenges. It sure it? does. It creates big challenges. One of the things I notice as well as I go down the beach is um, that we seem to be doing a better job with litter control. And we're coming to the end of this segment. So when we get on the other side of that, I want to talk about what's behind what seems like a more improved litter scenario. And I want to talk about the day in the life of your team. What do you? What's a day in the life of the Sand Beach Authority look like? We'll come back to that when we come back with Chuck Loftus from the Harrison County Sand Beach. He's the director. We'll see you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Koshu. We're with Chuck Loftus from the Harris County Sand Beach, and he's the director there, a good friend of mine. We go back a long way. And, um, you know, Chuck, I remember when I was at the Sun-Herald, John McFarlane and the marketing team there always worked really hard every single year with the whole paint-a-can, you know, contest that was that was happening. And um, you, you it really, when you think about the cans, you think about the cans and how they're distributed along 26 miles. How many, how many total cans are there? We have, you know, in the peak of the summertime, we have close to 400. Wow. That's a, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. But we still have to make sure that the people, our residents and the people who are visiting here use them and take pride in cleaning up their messes, et cetera, et cetera. How are we doing in, in that just overall? You know, it, it, it could be better. It really could. I mean, people are utilizing the drums, but, you know, it's a shame when you come back over a busy weekend and you see the parking bays where cars were parked full of trash when you got three and four garbage cans less than 25 yards away. But, you know, things are getting better. It, it's much better than it was, say, two years ago. But uh, it could always be better. Always. You know, and all of my efforts as publishers, wherever I was, anytime the conversation about litter took place, litter is a complicated thing because it speaks to people's pride, you know, the pride that they have in themselves and their place, whether they live here or whether they're visiting here. And, you know, you know, sometimes people, they don't really care. You know, that's, the, and there's nothing you can do all the campaigns in the world. They don't, you know, they just don't care. But one person at a time, you can, you can, you can turn them. And I do see when I take my rides, I do see an improved situation. It's not perfect yet. No. Okay. We we want we want everybody to have pride and not leave because it sends a terrible message about our place when when it, there's it, it really does. I mean, yeah. you know, we and we do more than just litter on the beach itself. We take care of the medians along Highway 90 from bridge to bridge, the parking bays. So, you know, when you drive up and down Highway 90, we don't want to see that litter in those medians. We don't want to see litter in in those parking bays. We don't want that. We don't want the first thing the visitors see when they get down here is trash sitting there. So we're doing the best we can, and if we get the public's help, it'll be everything will be great. It'd be it'd be really better. So when we went to break, I mentioned what what does a day in the life look like for you and your team? Talk about that. You know, every day is is a different is a different scenario, especially since the pandemic. Uh, you know health issues, you know, with employees, you know, you got to worry about them, you know, getting sick. When it first started, you know, we had people out trying to do the same job with half the crew that you usually do. It was pretty tough, but thank goodness, you know, we're much better off than we were then. Still kind of trying to get good help. Uh, you know, just like everybody else, we're shorthanded. We could stand more employees, but it's tough to try to get employees right now at this time of the day. But the crew that we do have, they do a fantastic job. Uh, you know, they work Monday through Friday, sometimes on weekends and holidays. They work, it's stressful uh, because they out there on a daily basis and, you know, talking about the trash, they see it on a daily basis. You know, they pick it up and then, you know, an hour, two hours later, they go back and it's back there again. But, you know, a lot of people 
commend them from what they do on a daily basis. You know, they say, hey, listen, the beach looks fantastic. We've been to other areas and it looks great. Y'all doing a fantastic job. And that means a lot to them. It really does. Hey, so Chuck, you have a core group that, that's kind of been with the, the, the uh, with you for a good long time? Yeah, there's a handful that's been here. Quite a few of them got to the age where they retired and they moved on. But yeah, we do have some people that's been here for 15, 20 years. That's that's interesting. So, but see, look, I know you for, and I remember talking to you about this the last time we were together. But you're one of the most neat freak guys I've ever met in my life. I mean, Chuck is a neat freak. I mean, big time. So, if you want someone to tend to your beach, you want Chuck. <laughs> so I bet you have it all nailed down when they're gonna when when this piece of equipment is gonna be over here and when this piece of equipment is gonna be over here. You got, I mean, it's all. It's all a maintenance program that you have all nailed down, I bet. Well, it, it's very trying. It's a, it's a trying on a daily basis. Uh, and that's another thing, trying to get equipment, you know, with the shortage of parts and, and trying to get new equipment. Uh, you know, we ordered a piece of equipment over a year ago and still haven't received it. I mean, it's just ridiculous with this time. It, what we're dealing with now, but hopefully it'll get better. Hopefully, the so. supply chain issues are significant. I was talking with Robert St. John's, the entrepreneur restaurant tour from from um, from, from Hattiesburg, who has his uh, Mississippi Public, Public Broadcasting Show, and he wrote the definitive book on Walter Anderson Museum. And he's got a couple of boxes of books, but the rest of the books are sitting on a on a, uh, a ship off the coast of California. And they don't expect to get them until like mid-November. <laughs> I mean, everybody's caught up in that same situation. It really is. It's, it's, it's hitting us. It really is hitting us pretty hard. Really well, look, Chuck, thank you for all you do. The beach is beautiful. It's one of our top attractions in coastal Mississippi. We rely on you. Please pass on to your team how much we appreciate the work that they're doing, even in a shorthanded scenario. But take care, and I look forward to talking to you again soon, my friend. Appreciate it, Ricky. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. It's been Chuck Loftus from the Harrison County Sand Beach, uh, and he's the director there. So we'll see you later, and have a great day. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.